This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life, and that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline, a licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. There are some people that achieve great things in life, and it's like not relatable. You know, they were born at the right time to the right parents. They were geniuses. And as a result, you know, we get to read about them and hear about them. But deep down, we know that we're just not them. There are other people that achieve great things in life that are relatable. Our next guest, John Lee Dumas, is a relatable individual who accomplished an enormous amount. Here's a person who is headed down the road in life, a military career, a, uh, a job in real estate, out there making it work every single day, and in his gut, he felt like he could be doing more. And with a little bit of introspection and a whole lot of determination, he turned himself around and went into an emerging field called podcasting, doing what no one had done at the time before, which is committing to a podcast every single day. Well, he has exploded in his field and has done so much to create his world, the entrepreneur on fire, and is one of the top podcasters in the country today. If you want to hear a story about how each and every one of us can become great, this is the story to pay attention to. Delving into current events to uncover relevant wisdom. Uncover relevant wisdom. This is the Charlie Harari Show with Charlie Harari on the Blaze Radio Network. He is the founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire, one of the top-rated business podcasts in the world, and he does almost the impossible, which he boasts interviews seven days a week. And what I love about John and his story is that he is the relatable success story. You know, when, you, when you're growing up and you're, if you're in the business world and you're in the entrepreneurial world, you're always hearing stories about like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg who's sitting in his, you know, college dorm room and, and, and launches Facebook or Richard Branson who's got airlines. And you're saying, really? Like, I don't know if I'm, can I go back to college or if I'm going to launch an airline? But here's a story about an individual who was working at a great job, who's got a really great future ahead of him, but he stops Figures out his dream and passion and makes a reality. John, welcome to the show. Man, Charlie, after that intro, I am excited to be here. I can't wait for this guy to say. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump right in. I know you graduated college and you spent eight years serving our country in the military, which I got to tell you, props to you. Thank you so much for doing that. No, I appreciate that. And it was an honor to have served. And then you leave the military and you're like, I got to go find a job. And I know that after a couple of years, you land in the real estate market in the real estate community in San Diego in 09, which is probably maybe the worst time to land in, <laughs> but that's where you started. 
And while you were there, you know, someone like you who's got that background, who's worked in the military, you're in real estate. I spent a whole bunch of years in real estate. I know how it works, that you work hard, you get there. But as you were working and you're putting in those hours, you had this feeling. Can, can you talk us through a little bit? Why, what did you feel when you got to the job community? What was going on on the inside that, that, that wasn't resonating with you? Yeah. So I love how you started this interview off because I was really intimidated. You know, when I would see the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Tim Ferriss of the world, I was like, who are these people? Who's, you know, Richard Branson? I mean, I, I could never do that. And I never wanted to do that growing up. I was anything but an entrepreneur. And, and it just did not resonate with me in any way, shape or form. And it was something that, that I grew into, Charlie. So I think that's great for a lot of listeners that, you know, maybe didn't really see themselves as entrepreneurs, as kids or as young adults. Believe me, it's something that can come in time because it, was, it wasn't until 32 that I launched my first true entrepreneur adventure, you know, which was Entrepreneur on Fire. So Charlie, back, you know, your main question here, which, you know, when I, when I kind of landed in San Diego back in 2008, 2009, and, you know, the real estate was a disaster, but I got into it. That was when I first kind of got my chops. And I was like, man, I got to get outside of the box here because the normal stuff is not working at all. Like you can't just go out and knock on FISBOs and expired listings because nothing's happening. Like this real estate market's mm -hmm. dead. So I had to get all entrepreneurial on myself and and figure something else out. And, and I did. And I actually launched a, a pretty awesome business at the time um, doing broker price opinions in San Diego mm -hmm. for banks, just, just evaluating homes that had taken a hit in the market, which was basically every home in San Diego County. So that was like mm -hmm. my first little taste of like, huh, I can do something outside of the box. How can I learn more? And that led me to reading more books on business, like the E-Myth Revisited and, you know, yeah, that. great book and Napoleon Hills, Think and Grow Rich. And, and that led me to listening to audiobooks, which led me to listening to podcasting because audiobooks are expensive. So I was like, I need to find something that's cheaper and free is cheaper and that's podcasting. And that's where I first kind of got my taste of podcasting and really kind of sparked a fire that has since kind of engulfed into a flame. So in hearing you speak, I'm thinking to myself, okay, the way the story continues is you get all this information, you're reading the right books. I mean, Michael Gerber is a super, all these are great, amazing tools and tips. And the next step in my head of your journey is, so then I bought my first 10 buildings and now I'm a real estate executive. <laughs> so what happened along the way from you're feeling it. You got the entrepreneurial bug in the realm of real estate, which is a realm where people can achieve real success in life. And what happened to sort of change that journey for you? I saw how cyclical real estate is. And now the reality is everything in life is cyclical. But, you know, I saw just the massive cycles that real estate went through. And I knew the current boom that I was in, even though the rest of real estate was in a bus, you know, I was in a current boom because all these buildings needed to be evaluated and I was the guy that could do it quickly and efficiently and, and make a great profit off it at the same time, that was going to come to an end. And I saw the writing on the wall and I said, well, now I'm kind of holding my hat with no value because I haven't been building up relationships, you know, with buyers and sellers and I haven't been establishing. So now when the normal real estate market comes back, like I, I got nothing, I'm back at ground zero. So that really made me sit back and say, what is something that I can do to actually build what I can be number one proud of and number two successful at, at doing? And that's when I really was doing this deep dive into these business books and these different entrepreneurial stories and listening to these podcasts with successful entrepreneurs who are sharing their journeys. And I was fascinated by them because there were so many different industries, so many different niches, and I resonated with all of them in different ways 
but still nothing was quite clicking. I was like, yeah, that sounds great, but I don't want to do that. Like, oh, I'm impressed with what that guy did, but I don't want to do that. And that's kind of why like the whole time it was almost like this thing was staring me in the face was, well, John, what you're really loving is hearing these entrepreneurs tell their journeys. And the one thing you're frustrated about is that the hosts of these shows are doing it once a week, maybe twice a month. Like the answer is, be that change you wish to see in the world. You want to see a show that when you wake up every single morning, there's a new episode waiting for you. It doesn't exist. Why not go out and create that? So it was finally kind of like just staring me in the face. And I said, you know what? Real estate, I see the end of, the, of, of my boom. I know that I want to establish something that I can be proud of, that I'm excited about and passionate about. And frankly, that's not real estate either. Real estate was just more of an ends to a means. And podcasting was my next big leap. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's amazing you said that because I think what you've just experienced, what you've experienced, and I'm sure you know this from all your podcast, is what I think millions of people experience every single day. I mean, I think one of the, the the saddest things, at least from some of the stats that are out there, is I saw a Gallup poll in 2013 that said that 80% of workers worldwide are emotionally disconnected from the workplace. So you, you have this large, large swath of people that are going to work every day and it's just not resonating. If you can sort of drill down with me just just for a minute, how did you how'd you get there? Meaning, I, I know that you know, this sounds good. I'm going to jump into this. This sounds good. I'm going to jump into this. When you're in your process of trying to figure out what's resonating with you, was it just your gut? Were you deep diving? Were you thinking about it? What did you use as like an internal compass to sort of really drill down that it really wasn't starting a company or double downing on real estate? It would just continuously finding, you know what it is? It was the material. It was the content. It was the education that really got it for you. How did you, how did you make sure that you were, you were, you were accurately reading that sign? First and foremost, it definitely was the gut and the intuition, but then I had to put that into actual practice because I had to be realistic and say, okay, just because I want a seven day a week podcast and I would listen to a seven day a week podcast doesn't mean that enough people would to make this a potential to, to become a viable business. So I had to get out in the marketplace, Charlie. Like I went to the entrepreneurial conferences. I sat with the attendees. I mingled with them. I shook hands with the speakers and, and bought them drinks at networking parties. Like I immersed myself in the entrepreneurial culture. I hired a mentor. I joined a mastermind. And all of these people, I was asking the same question. Like, is this something that you think would be viable? Would you listen? Why not? Why? Why would you? And, and what would you want to see within that if you, if you would listen to a seven-day-a-week podcast? And, oh, maybe only four days a week and you might just catch up one long drive a month. Okay, that's cool too. That works also. Like, check that person off. And really just doing the research with real people in the field who I consider my avatars, which were entrepreneurs who were attending these conferences, looking to start their own businesses. Because I wanted to inspire these people, so I went to where these people were looking to be inspired blog world, new media expo, social media marketing Hmm. world. And I continue to engage, engage, engage. And along the way, are you feeling like, is this right? Are you having checkpoints saying, okay, this feel right? Is it, is it the, the area of podcasting or is it just the quantity or are you sort of checking yourself along the way to make sure that you're not just sort of getting swept up in the emotion of leaving your job, but this is actually a new area that you want to go into. Podcasting clicked with me right away as far as I understood the medium and the value of the reality that you can say yes to podcasting without having to say no to other things. I saw Mm -hmm. so clearly 
that people are going to be able to be driving to work and listening to a podcast, not reading a blog post or watching a video. They couldn't. They were driving at the gym, doing the same thing, walking their dog, folding laundry, uh, drying the dishes. I saw all these places that people were going to be listening to podcasts. And oh, by the way, as many of my listeners love to tell me, in the shower, you know, they've set up speakers in the shower. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'm picturing you naked right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality, I just saw that as being such a podcasting stronghold that nothing could dissuade. I mean, you have Meerkat, Periscope, Snapchat, you know, you name it. These new things are coming out and they're great, but they're not competing with podcasts because you can't watch a Meerkat while you're driving, you know, if you want to survive. Like, we hope. We just, hope, right? Yeah, we hope. And unfortunately, yeah. But, you know, that's the reality. You can listen to a podcast when you're doing all those things that I mentioned. And I saw that. It clicked with me. And I knew that with smartphones, you know, now becoming just in everybody's hands and with Wi-Fi just be cropping up everywhere. And, you know, I just saw the trends and where they were going. Um, I, I, you know, I, I really trusted the direction. But when it came down to it, bare bones, I had to take a leap of faith. And I think at some point, all entrepreneurs have to take some leap of faith. This is, it depends on how big it is. But I had to take a leap of faith. And, you know, I did. And um, it worked out for me. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing journey, and I think a lot of people are out there and listening right now that are driving to work and that are living a life where they're trying to escape two days from not loving their lives for five days. And they've got that also, that passion. They've got that hobby. They've got that thing. And in their heads, they just don't have the path. They don't have the bridge. No one's really, and if it's even possible because it's so dynamic, really figured out how to get out. And what I'm hearing you say, and I just want to sort of quantify it for everyone, is that you didn't just jump out. You, you had a feeling. You had an aha. I know that you speak a lot about this concept of the aha moment. And that's a moment usually in despair. It's a moment that <laughs> you got when you were in the car saying, wait a second, I need more podcasting. Like, Pat Flynn, where are you? Like, come on, guys. Can you give me more? And at that moment of what was, you know, maybe it's mini, but what was a despair moment, you said, hey, wait a second. Why can't, like you said, I be the change? And in that moment of despair, people say, okay, I'm going to go jump and do it. And then they're confused. Do I just jump? Do I quit? How do I do it? But what I'm hearing you say, and what I want to sort of make sure the audience gets is that sometimes if you really want to do it right, you don't just sort of jump out. You immerse yourself in the new area. You figure out if your theories are correct. You ask the tough questions. You, you spend a little bit of money and hire the right mentors or join the right groups. And then you start to confirm whether or not your passion where your hobby can become your occupation. And then once you get enough information, then you just take that leap. Is, is that, am I hearing it correctly? You just summed it up phenomenally. Thank you. And I, I think that's the play. And I think that many people are going through the same thing. And hearing you go through it is, is it gives us all credit. But let me ask you this, because I know you've had it, and I'm sure you've had it, because you're a human being and you're, you're <laughs> a great relatable guy. Along the way, what typically happens is, and you see this everywhere in, in, in movies and books, and along the way, things are going great, and you probably jumped on in your first month, maybe, you were getting all this great feedback, and you woke up in the morning, you're like, I love my life, I, I, I just looked up and it was eight hours later, and everything is great. And then I'm sure, maybe, maybe not, but I'm sh probably, you hit a wall. You hit some failure. You woke up in the morning and said, maybe I was wrong, some self-doubt. Did you have that experience? And if so, how'd you plow through it? You know, it's interesting because I like to say this and I could be I could be off, but again, this is just me saying it. I honestly believe that like 99% of Richard Branson's life, like I think his one his one percent 
is like unbelievable. Like, you know, hanging out on an island with amazing peeps and doing his thing, yada, yada. But man, you know, I really try to just nail down what he does the other 99% of his life that he's not sleeping. And it's like lawsuits and meetings and board meetings and companies and lawsuits. And I'm just like, man, I, I want nothing to do with that. Like, that's just not me. Um, but the reality is a lot of people look at me and they're just like, oh, wow. Like, he, you know, he just interviews entrepreneurs and, you know, made $500,000 in May. Like, that's just, you know, everything must be awesome. And the reality is it's still a grind. You know, I still got to wake up every morning sure. and, you know, I got to do what's best for me, you know, which is going for a power walk. Um, doing a seven-minute cardio workout, coming back, you know, making the green smoothie, doing the neti pot, you know, having a nice breakfast of uh, bo- uh, beef, beef, beef bone broth. That's kind of a tongue, wow. tongue tire there. <laughs> and, um, you know, hydrating with water, getting the trace minerals in there. You know, that's all having to be done even before my day starts because I need to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm like as finely tuned machine as I can be before I sit down to what's going to be a really intense day of interviews, of webinars, of emails coming in, of fires that I have to put out. You know, this link's not working. I want a refund. You know, I hate your podcast. I love your podcast. I hate your podcast. You know, just back and forth. I mean, it's, you know, it's every single day and and that's the yeah. reality. And there are absolutely great times, but you have to be ready for the long haul, which is a grind. And, you know, I'm going to Fort Worth, Texas this Saturday to, to, to keynote podcast movement. You know, I'm, I'm, I am preceding Mark Marin on the main stage. Like, it's going to be wow. an awesome event. Like, he's coming on after me, and he just interviewed the president two weeks ago. Like, it's pretty humbling. But uh, the reality is, is that, like, that's going to be amazing. I love that. But that's not it. Like, that's what people see is me on stage, you know, opening the keynote. But they don't see, you know, the the eight out, you know, the eight hours of back to back interviews, or today. And this is not normal. I will say this, but you are interview seven of sixteen. You know, I was on wow. I was on vacation for Maine in eighteen days, and I pretty much took the time off. But I had I have to make up that time now. And so, you know, now instead of doing four interviews on Wednesdays, which I typically do, I'm doing sixteen to make it up. And you know what? I love doing them. I'm having a great time chatting with you and and the other people as well. But, you know, it is me nosing my microphone all day doing my thing. So then, I mean, that's that's critical because I think most people, like you're saying it is, that they think that, you know, I think it was Bob Dylan who said it took, takes a decade to become an overnight success. <laughs> and that most of the time you're seeing the last bit, you're seeing, you know, whatever comes up on stage and you're not seeing what's going on all the way in the back. And especially people that jump out into their hobbies, just wake up the next day and say, and like, wow, life's going to be amazing. And then all of a sudden that becomes like a real amount of work. And sometimes when you're in a hobby, it's just like, I get to do it on the weekends, but guess what? We do it, you know, seven days a week or six days a week, it becomes harder. And hearing you speak, what, what the question that pops into my mind is, even when I got on the podcast with you right now, it was like, you're like, you're, it was pop and you're going. <laughs> like, whoa, this is number, I would, if you would have told me, like, I just woke up an hour ago, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense because you're so yeah. into it. How do you keep it fresh? How do you every day come at it and, and sort of, because especially when you're dealing with content, you know better than anybody that if your content, it feels draggy, if it feels like it's the sixth of the seventh day, you're going to come across and your listeners are going to be like, ah, you know, I didn't really get, you know, like I, I'm going to start listening on Mondays. <laughs> so do you have a strategy that you think of sort of practically before you go into a podcast or every single day 
that your mind gets to that place of let's keep it fresh. Even though it's a lot, let every moment be the best. Well, number one, I think it's really important to just sit down and say, hey, it starts at the very beginning. It starts when you make the decision about what path you're going to choose. I chose my path very deliberately. Now, again, after six years of failure from age 26 to 32, I dropped out of law school. I quit corporate finance. You know, I, I was in real estate for a while, but I, you know, then I quit that too. Like I had a lot of failure. And so that when I did launch Entrepreneur Fire, I was very intentional about what I was taking on. And I said, you know what? This is something that really gets me excited. You know, like yesterday I woke up, I had eight back-to-back -back interviews. The day started with the founder of Success Magazine, Darren Hardy. It ended with Michael Port, you know, the, sure. the great author of, you know, some amazing, actually six New York Times best-selling books, including Book Yourself Solid. And, yeah. and, and it was amazing. I get to talk to incredible people, you know, every single Tuesday when I'm doing these eight back-to-back -back interviews. And it's really inspiring to me on so many different levels. And I chose that going into it. Like I chose that I wanted to have these conversations. I wanted to bring these conversations to Fire Nation. And that was a choice that I made of free will because I knew that it did light a fire inside me and it excited me on, on a very high level. And so that has stuck with me for the last 1,000 plus episodes. Like if you're going into it and you're really kind of pulling teeth the first few episodes that you're doing, like you maybe need to kind of step back and evaluate and say, is this something that I'm really looking at doing in the long term? I mean, like with you, Charlie, you know, you stepped on, boom, you leaned back in your chair and you were off to the races. I mean, this comes very naturally to you. And to, uh, to be honest, it did, did not originally come naturally to me. I always enjoyed it, but I didn't come naturally. I wasn't good when I started, but I did like it so much that I kept practicing until I got good. But the reason to answer the main core of your question, like why I'm able to deliver such enthusiasm and genuine passion every single EO Fire episode, as well as when I'm on other shows, is because I do treat it like a game day. Like, hey, I'm waking up. It's great. I'm Tom Brady. I'm a Patriots fan. Love me or hate me. <laughs> on Sunday morning. Well, I'm a Giants fan, so we'll go, we'll, 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 won't go there. <laughs> uh, my best friend's a Giants fan, so I, I know you're coming from. Um, I wake up every Sunday. You know, I put on that New England Patriots helmet. You know, I take off my Super Bowl ring yeah. because, you know, I'm wearing it because we're current Super Bowl champions. I put it <laughs> off to the side. And I say, okay, today is the day I'm going to get beat down. I'm going to throw some touchdowns. You know, I'm going to get sacked. Um, and I'm hopefully going to survive. And I'm, we're hopefully going to win. Like, this is my day. I'm bringing it all. And that's the attitude that I bring every day to either EO Fire or the other interviews that I do because I owe it to you. I owe it to your listeners. I owe it to Fire Nation. And I owe it to myself because this is the path that I chose. So if I'm, if I'm not going to bring the best, then why am I bringing anything? Yeah, that's great, and and it's great that you have Michael Poor. We actually were on a conference together recently, oh, cool. and we I think he'll be on he'll be on the podcast uh, next. We've got him we got Good him lined up. He's, he's, he's great, he's great phenomenal. guy. And what I'm hearing you say, and I want to sort of quantify for my listeners, but it's such a great point. And I think one of our issues, and I'd love to get your take, having interviewed so many entrepreneurs in this, is that I think one of the issues that people have with life is that they do not make intentional decisions. It sort of, it, it sweeps them. They're in school and then they're doing okay or not. And then the world presents them a couple of choices. You can, uh, you, you know, you can be this or you can be a doctor or a lawyer or an Indian chief. And then they sort of end up somewhere and they got to get a job and they got to keep the mortgage up and they got to keep their distractions and entertainment budget where it is. And life sort of just goes on people and they're never making an intentional decision saying, Hey, I got to do this. I got to be this person. And when you don't make an intentional decision to do something, you don't bear that responsibility. 
And I'd love to get your take. I know our time is getting limited as to whether or not entrepreneurs that you've interviewed sort of have that. They're this sense that I'm hearing from you of, this is my choice. I did this. I burnt my bridge and I ended up on this side of the island. And so I can't blame anybody or cry about stuff. I'm going to get hit and get sacked. However, the I made an intentional decision, so I got to bring my game mentality. Do you find that that's really the qualitative difference in great people? Absolutely. Now, I really want to point to, to the reality that I believe that, unfortunately, a solid 90-ish percent of people are currently living in. You know, they are truly being swept along in life. You know, like you said, they, they did all the right things. They got decent grades in high school, went to college, graduated with a mountain of debt, had to grab the first job they took to, to pay their college debt off. And, and unfortunately, many of them are still there or in jobs very similar to that because they got quote unquote experience in that random industry. And now they just continue to climb that ladder of that random ladder. And, and that's sad because, you know, they're not leading lives of intention. We're entrepreneurs they jump out of that river and they say, hey, yeah. like I know that by jumping out of this river, like I actually might drown <laughs> even though I'm jumping out of the river because this, you know, there's no more safety net. Like I'm not, you know, going to work every week and just kind of, you know, punching the clock for a paycheck and, you know, for health insurance. But I'm actually now I'm on my own. Like I'm going back out into the wilds and I'm really going to have right. to focus on what I need to do. And that's a big leap that not many people are able to take or willing to take, uh, able and willing is a good way to put that. But those that do, you know, those are a special breed. And those are the people that I interview. And those are the people that you have on your show as well, Charlie. And it's really important and really exciting to me when I actually think about some of the guests that I've had on Entrepreneur on Fire. For instance, Darren Hardy. Um, he sure. gave a great lesson and just a great breakdown when he said, hey, like, you know, I looked up this guy my whole life. He came down, you know, unfortunately with, you know, a, a disastrous disease and he was on his deathbed, you know, at a pretty young age, like in his 60s or 70s. And, you know, he was on his way out and he grabbed me by the collar of the shirt and he said, Darren, don't miss the point. And then Darren's like, what's the point? He's like, it's not about the materials. It's not about the money. It's not about the re the, the fame. It's about the relationships. And what I love is that if you do entrepreneurship right, it allows you to do the relationships right too. Because now, you know, I am financially independent. I am location independent. I can make a point to do the relationships right because I'm not being dragged off because of some job, some commitment, something else. And that's really important to me. Yeah, and, and that's it's so key. And I think that's a, a great message for everybody to really take in is that when you act this way and you live this way and you really don't miss the point, the the world gives you more opportunities than you think possible. And the world really is waiting for people to step up, take that level of responsibility, then have the world sort of give it to them. And I know, John, your time is limited. For those who are listening right now, I know that you got to go to entrepreneuronfire.com. Just go to entrepreneuronfire.com. You're going to see an enormous amount of great killer, awesome stuff that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, anywhere else people could find your stuff? Yeah, that's really the main place. And you know, if you don't want to take the time to spell entrepreneur, it's a tricky word, eofire.com will get you to the exact Great. same place. And we have free podcast training, free webinar training, so many resources for entrepreneurs just sitting there waiting for you. Great. Thanks so much. We really appreciate, appreciate you taking the time. And I know my audience loved, loved, loved your words. Thanks, Charlie. It's more than just events. 
It's what they mean to your life. This is the Charlie Harari Show with Charlie Harari.